break down. The moments of weakness that we feel and feel ashamed of. Breaking down, crumbling into a tiny little pile of tears is the goal. That is not a manifestation of your weakness. It is a sign. It is a sign that you are a real fucking human being and not an android. can't think of these moments as moments of weakness. I'm not going to let you. Um, Today, my conversation is with Fred Eater, Uncle Fred from Fred's Front Porch. He reached a point. he reached a breakdown and had to go away for a while into the park into nature and to just like just 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 leave me the fuck alone for a minute so i can just fucking feel the trees and the sky and the fucking birds. Can I just sit here a fucking moment so you can give me a minute to realize there's a butterfly flying across my fucking field of view and that's the most beautiful fucking thing I've ever seen. The breakdown is the goal. War of One is here to break parts of you. When I say I'm coming into this with a weapon, a whole arsenal of weapons as it would appear, this is what I'm saying. When I'm saying this is a fucking weapon, you need to use it to break the weakest parts of you because the pieces will come together into something you could never have even imagined and they had to be broken first it's the race horse phenomenon let's call it let's call this the race horse archetype okay You need to saddle yourself in a way that you understand your own fallibility. You understand that because you're human, by default, you're kind of broken, but that's not a weakness. That doesn't make you less human. That makes you more fucking human 
than any of the rest of these goddamn robots who are walking around pretending like this shit doesn't affect them. Pretending like they don't feel anything. That's the evil asshole today. Welcome to War of One. All right, now do I? Okay, we're both doing okay. <laughs> it's great. Well, a storm. It's monsoon season here in Arizona. Here in beautiful Arizona, I realize now I'm I'm gonna need the bell. Uh, <laughs> reach over. Uh, I'm gonna need the bell. It's beautiful monsoon season here in Arizona, and here we have another. Um, unwritten, unplanned, uh, oh, that was an accidental thing. <laughs> unwritten, unplanned episode of, of War of One. And, uh, I, a naming convention is emerging. It's very much like the, this, the, that. So we started with the map and then we went on to the armor and we have a lot of other stepping stones along this path, but I wanted to talk today about the breakdown because this is crucially important, listener. You need to understand that this is what it means to be alive. And if you think of this, think think of these as gifts. This is the most beautiful, fucked up gift um, that you could ever receive. Is to be the recipient. <laughs> you know, of, of an absolute fucking breakdown. And I, I am a champ in this department. Uh, long, I'm building a long, uh, <clears throat> resume of, uh, breakdowns, which many of them now are, are on air and on record, which is just great, you know, <laughs> for the, uh, for the self-reflective guy who goes, God, what did you do? The, the shame, shame, monster but today today well i guess it is today it's in the wee hours of this beautiful monday morning at 3 46 a.m here on, Ju yeah. <laughs> on, on july 13th 2020 in the midst of uh many breakdowns uh across uh, the universe it's kind of like that billion billion voices screaming out <laughs> kind of thing uh across the cosmos we're all uh, we, we're all having breakdowns. Um, most of us very privately. Uh, yes, I've done mine very publicly, but I noticed that my guest today, Uncle Fred's back. You guys for a front porch <laughs> exclusive, front porch mind wave baby. We're gonna make one. Um, I noticed that you disappeared for a little bit today, and I was like, mm, I know what that is. So I gave you your space. Um, you. <laughs> you know, because I, I, I have been there so many times. But I, I wanted to, this this was like, we're, we do this all the time, you and I, sending voice yeah. messages back together on Facebook, and then they're just in some fucking supercomputer server farm somewhere, you know, in Facebook's banks, and they'll never go anywhere. And I was like, we just need to cat, we just need to get on mic, like, now, let's, let's talk about the value of, of, the breakdown because you uh, a, a certain song came to you mm -hmm. uh, in this moment and a certain song came to me and that's a nice resonance. So, it is. Uh, Fred, you know, and back. Thank you. Um, I'm glad to be here. Um, and 
I'm glad that I survived, you know, my breakdown. Um, and I think, you know, I had just done an episode uh, about, you know, I can't breathe and how everybody that there is a relationship between the murders, COVID and uh, mass depression, almost a form of PTSD, I suppose, mm. from which all of us suffer. And um, I had my own breakdown uh, tonight. And, you know, it's interesting um, because a couple of days ago, I don't know, I have no sense of time, sometime in the recent past, one of my former <laughs> students was, was asking, you know, was also suffering from the same, the world is on fire depression that we all seem to have. And, uh, he, you know, he was depressed and I said, well, you know, there are two things that you need to do. And the kid is, he's going to be a good guitarist one day. He's still very young, but and he's like, ninth or 10th grade. I don't know. No, I don't know. 11th, whatever. Um, and he asked, you know, what should I do? And I said, you know, there are two things that a person does. First, you have to find the music that touches you in the right way and that talks to you in the right way so that you can come far enough out of yourself to be able to create. Um, and that it is the act of creation that will finally do it. And so in his case, I said, what I need you to do is I need you to listen to whatever music it is that you need to listen to. And he and I have very different taste in music. So, you know, okay, I don't care. Whatever it is, kid, you just, you know, listen to that. And, uh, you know, he, and, and I said, and then sit down with your guitar and create. And that's how you come out the other side and thought no more about it. Um, till I had my breakdown today and, um, to pull myself out and it was a long breakdown, <laughs> uh, you know, like, I don't know, four or five hours. And then I still wasn't able to talk to anybody. Uh, I just shut down from everything, um, sat outside and stared up at the sky and down at the grass and, you know, just lost it. Um, but to come back. I had to find, I, a, a line went through my head, uh, you know, well, breakdowns come and breakdowns go, but what you're going to do about it, that's what I'd like to know, which is from a Paul Simon song, which I played about six times. <laughs> and uh, when I could function again, uh, I came in here, sat down at the computer and finished the, technically it's a commercial, but it's not the video on which I have been working no. for that very episode. So the wrong word. We need a new, we need a new yeah. word. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that is so not an ad <laughs> that fucking moot that just moved me like a black hole. The gravitational well of that video that you fucking made. <laughs> oh, I was like, no, this, this, is... <sighs> but that's where you go with those feelings you know, and, and you take the time and do it over and over and over and over again. And, you know, you watch th this shit, you know, wait, now this froze the whole thing. Damn it. Now I have to start over and all of that kind of thing. This video that you found doesn't work. That one does, but it, you know, it's a white screen and now this one slows the whole thing down. All of that crap going through video after video and uh, places called pexels.com. It's all commons. And, 
everybody uploads videos for everybody else. And it's like, God, you guys are awesome. And so I went through there um, and all of the stuff that needed to come out of me came out through that um, and, you know, got me by no means do I want to say my depression is over or something. That's absurd. Um, but I feel infinitely better than I did because I got that out of me. That's how I deal with it. Everybody has to deal with it in their own way. That's how I do it. And, um, and that was great. Um, then, and you don't know this part yet, but while oh. you and I were chatting and we were, you know, talking about maybe we should get on the mic, something else very odd happened. And I think you will be as, I don't know, sort of blown away as I am. Um, and here's what happened. You've, you've probably heard me mention on more than 300,000 300, occasions um, a singer named Sarah Nimitz, who is yes. an, right. Okay. Huge hero. She was mine. the one who I was going to text next. She was the one I was going to text first. If I hadn't heard from you, Fred, if I had to like pull the welfare check card, <laughs> I, she, I was going to go to Sarah Nimitz. Cause I know that she's the one, like one of the people that, I don't know your roommates, uh, which they need to friend me on Facebook immediately. But uh, she was the one that I was going to reach out to, to be like, Hey, have you heard from Fred? Yeah, if, like if if it was days and I was like, oh, no, we need to mount a search. We need to mount a search party and go into the woods. Uh, um, I'm bringing a lighthearted energy to this. Thank it's you. Because it's, it's helpful. Just like um, it's it's, I, you know, you kind of have to. Yeah. But no, the thing is, <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe once or twice a year. Do we ever exchange messages? It just does not happen. She's, you know, on a different plane and the thing is she never I, she doesn't know that she is but when you are at, at a certain level of artistry and genius you occupy a different plane from other mortals you know um and she does mm. but she doesn't know it and anyway so while you well, were talking so do you and you don't know it well so see, this stop is that no and this is the thing <laughs> out of nowhere and, you know, while it, it, it's like, you know, three o'clock in the morning. Right. And I get a message from Sarah Nimitz and here, I'm going to read it to you because she didn't say that you can't read this, but you're going to get blown away. Beautiful. Um, and, Shamelessly and, and, stolen. And do it. Oh, no, absolutely. <laughs> Great. Um, and again, you know, listen to shine. But anyway, um, hi, Fred, just wanted to tell you. I just listened to your Horace episode and really enjoyed it. I was drawn in immediately. I will confess for many things, I have quite a short attention span, but your podcast was so compelling. The time flew and I was very interested to hear more. Thank you for your art. So there's that. Jesus Christ. Yes, sir. That is the, the, it's see what you, the thing that you're doing is working. And, and this is kind of what Mindwave is trying to do is because, you know, I understand. I don't have a great attention span. I don't even have a, an attention span long enough to listen to the goddamn show to be able to edit it most of the time. I'm that overwhelmed. But um, interjecting, making it fun, you have to make it fun. You yes. have to. You have to keep people engaged. Um, 
And Horses Final Five is extremely fun. That is like a, you know, 3D. It's like a 4D movie level Disney Disneyland of the future thing where you actually get absorbed into a story and you can smell and <laughs> you can feel like what like it's uh, I I have some kind of vision of the the theaters of the future that have smell o vision and <laughs> you know yeah. that were literally like rain projectors on the roof to where like if it's raining in the story it will literally just start fucking raining all <laughs> over you <laughs> uh, because that's that's what we're trying to get at and we're we're trying yeah. to do it with kind of finger paints in some sense. And that's why we feel so powerless. Along yeah, but look the, on the creator did. end, you know, yeah, and, but we're I mean, like, and, we could never do get that real. But pe- there are people who get it. There are yeah. people who see the light at the end of the tunnel of like what you were getting at and are like, oh, I'm right there. I'm right fucking there. Because like. That's whew, human experience. That's process level shit. We'll get into the process at the point. But, but, you know, but, but the thing is, you know, um, part of that, I, I'm sure 85, 90% of that is what you did with it. I mean, it's a very nice story, but no, no, no. It's the, you know, complete sound audio landscape experience that you made of that that made it work so well. And so while I'm happy well, to take the compliment, it's really yours. <laughs> so I'm passing it on. Okay. That was well, your work. Too. It, l- l- let me remind you that incendium bombed because nobody took the time to listen to it. Nobody, nobody oh. took the energy to feel what I was actually putting out with incendium, but you did. Don't and you yet. took it and you created something better and more beautiful with it than I did. And that that's kind of like the secret key there is that like, no, my my contribution was just it. That was just my little part. But by itself, Fred, realize by itself, it did almost fucking nothing. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? It needed a catalyst. It needed something else in the universe to interact with. (laughs) And, you know, and okay, maybe it had no popular success, but that's not a fair uh, assessment of the value of anything and you know it and oh, you it's, know it, it, it's not it's not a value judgment statement I, yeah. I love incendium because I I, I realize what it is because yeah. I pour, it, it's it's a piece of my soul I poured it into that so I know what incendium is but almost nobody took the time to hear it and nobody took the time to listen to it except for you it not only did you listen to it it wasn't like a passive observer oh i'm gonna play this in the background is like you know no you actually fucking listened to it and you actually got it and realized like the versatility of those tracks in a way that i didn't i didn't even realize that i would be pulling from that album to do my own shit yeah no i've (laughs) probably used i think i've used about at least half of incendium now um, in one place or another, you know, where it fits and this track here and that track there and things like that. I've used almost half of it now. And, you know, I'm not done doing my podcast. So, <laughs> you know, uh, it, I have no doubt that, you know, in the fullness of time, I will have used every single thing off of Incendium for something because, and see, there's the thing. And I guess what it is that, uh, you know, made me excited to get the, 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 compliment from Sarah there are those who can feel 
art, you know, and if you can, oh my God, how great is that? And it's also a curse. Let's be honest. Because most people don't, most people can't. I know. And I mean, look, I happen to know um, that the greatest piece of art with which I have ever been involved and quite conceivably with which I ever will be involved unless we ever get our uh, podcast science fiction series off the ground, which I really, Oh my God, shut up. You cannot spoil. That is, that is the most magic. You cannot spoil that. Okay. I have been, that, that is in, that is in the secret belt. That's tucked into my underwear, like (laughs) up into my butt cheeks. Like I'm trying to sneak it past La Migra. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That is a secret stuff. That is a beautiful, I cannot fucking wait for that. That's going to, but anyway, other than that, which does not yet exist, um, but other than that, Horace's Final Five is the greatest piece of art with which I have ever been involved. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I wish that I could, you know, say, well, this is my art. Well, yeah, but no. (laughs) And what makes it work, and this is what, this is a change I would like to see in the world. Why does it work? Because you took my work and I took your work and we took each other's work and made this thing. (laughs) And, and, and why? Because we wanted to no other reason because we wanted to nobody paid anybody shit. Nobody. I, I don't believe that either of us is ever going to make a single fucking nickel off of that. That is not what this was about. This was about, let's make the greatest work of art we can. And I, we suddenly this evening, oddly enough, after the world came crashing down on me and then I pulled myself out by creating, then the world gave us, you know, confirmation. Um, it was someone who can feel art felt it. Do you understand why I won't shut the fuck up about the Lego movie, bitch? And, you know, I, this is us with an asterisk, okay? (laughs) I love that we're already creating a whole new secret, secret dictionary of, like, mind wave. Okay, there's the us with the capital U, and then there's the small, there's the lowercase us with an asterisk. (laughs) Just because not everybody can get things, okay? And and, and, And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean... Look, there's all kinds of shit that I don't get. You know, I, I'm still working on my master's thesis in what the fuck is shit posting. But <laughs> um, <laughs> I love I love helping you along that journey. By the way, and trying to explaining it to, trying to explain it to you because like it is that phenomenon of when you explain a joke, it becomes less funny. But then you get the the framing. It, it is a weird ass fucking art form of which. We will get into the thing I want to say, Fred, is that you're clearly somebody who gets it. I'm clearly somebody who gets it. And you know what? Sarah Nimitz is clearly somebody who yes. gets it. And that was my so point. yes, that um but it, 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 did you did you extrapolate upon that to invite her onto the front porch? Oh no. <laughs> she probably I did write a brief she, reply. she probably won't even read it. But no uh, no 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 stop doing the self-doubt thing. The 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 crippling self-doubt in the spiral of no, don't do that. Invite her on. Cause you know what? Um 
fucking, if I gotta take it to Picard again, one eye on the stars, man, one eye on the stars. I You'll never that. know until you fucking try. No, to try, actually have a conversation with her. You have you have a platform now. You have an amazing and special voice. You have a very unique place to be coming into all of this from, and you have a goddamn superpower. And if she's reaching out to you to say like, "Wow, I yeah. felt that with you," that is your call to say, "Okay, come to the front porch with me." Come feel the feel the wood of the the the, the front porch. Do yeah. do that. Invite her. Is she Sarah Nimitz, if you're listening to this, get the fuck on Fred's front porch. What's wrong with you? Well, no, she'll absolutely to, come on. Sarah, if you're listening, I apologize for our inappropriate language. But anyway. I do not. I know. <laughs> I hey, am I, I would fuck, never use, but that's I would what's ne- I would never use it in front of her because that is she doesn't speak that way, or at least uh, if she does, I have never in my life heard it. And I have, you know, if she's done a live video, I've seen it. And if she's, you know, done a concert that that I could attend, I've seen it. So at least publicly, she'll never say fuck. I don't think. Mm, uh, well, you know, uh, Fred, although uh, this, secretly, this is a humanity first thing. Everybody's shit stinks. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know, a funny joke is a funny joke. It, it, just about everybody's going to laugh at it. That's funny, true, funny joke. but I think secretly and just today, she did, and because there is a song by a guy that I of whom I am not very fond that she covered once, a guy named Justin something, and uh, it's a song called. It, it's a song about you know the guy being a complete dick and. If, if, if you think you're all that wonderful, you should go and love yourself. Except that mm. if you understand that song, that's not what she means. <laughs> and I'm sorry, the real lyric is, and I guess maybe the Justin guy couldn't write it. The real lyric is you should go and fuck yourself. I mean, that's what the song is about. Yeah. Um, so I think secretly <laughs> she has said it. There's, there it is. Fred speculating. But... Uh, it's not, it's, it's not so much speculation. It's like inference based. You're you're doing the <laughs> you're yeah. doing the Spock thing. That's like inference inference upon the best data upon which we have to judge <laughs> you know, the current <laughs> state of the universe. No, that's why I'm saying like you know, you know that you feel what Sarah Nimitz is doing, yes, and I you do. know that she, you know Fred that she knows that you know that you feel what she's doing and that's why she that's why she breaks the fourth wall of i'm a i'm an artist you're a fan that's why she does that yeah and has done that several times to be like you've told me the story of when you fucking bent over backwards and pulled magical rabbits out of a million orifices to make it to that live show that she invited oh, yeah. to. And she dedicated the song to you. She oh, understands. Yeah. She knows this is hashtag getting it. You need to give the invite, man. The, it, the Give her the golden ticket to Fred's Chocolate Factory. Oh, Fred's <laughs> Chocolate Factory. This is kind of how I've, I've come about thinking about, about it, too. Um, about inviting people that we think are just way beyond us. Oh, it's just light years ahead. They're 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 fucking superstars, and yeah. it's like we have to remember the core part of the humanity. First thing is that we all are just 
humans. Uh, we're all just the same weird species of monkey. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't want to like shatter this illusion, but she poops and farts and has periods, presumably. You know what I mean? I like, yeah. uh, you know, and that that's kind of the thing that we have to break is that um, we, we we kind of, especially in the media realm, in the media realm, we tend to idolize people in ways that detach and dehumanize them which is why I'm standing up here being human as absolute fucking shit with no apologies because I don't ever want that to be a thing. I don't ever want there to be a whitewashed history version of some statue of Jenner that was just like, yes, he liked space and computers. I'm mm-hmm. like, no, he was an edgy asshole. He cried a whole bunch. He wanted to hug every stranger on earth. And you know what? He had fucking poops that stank because so much, so much of this shit is that we want to reject. We we feel some kind of part of us that wants to reject that aspect of our own humanity. But the same thing, we also kind of project that onto other people to where like, oh, they're doing something. Oh, they're above there because, you know, Fred, you did this to me as well because you're like, you're an expert. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Yeah, and, and, and you had that intimidation factor with me of like. Oh no, this guy's doing it for real. Uh, the Sarah Nimitz thing, she's one of us, bro. She will 1000% have a conversation with you. You just need to invite her. Uh, invite her onto the front porch because that'll be the best episode that didn't ask to be born. Uh, all the best humans on earth never asked to be born. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. That'll yeah. be the, the best unscripted episode of the front porch ever. And it's just you talking to Sarah Nimitz about your mutual inspiration. She'll totally do it, bro. Uh, I, I'm 1000% saying that. And Sarah, if you're listening to this, I am holding to you. I am holding you to that. If you do not go on Fred's front porch, <sighs> we're going to have a problem, girl. I'm just saying <laughs> Um, gotta keep it light gotta keep it light gotta keep it moving gotta keep it rolling gotta keep it fun and flowing but you know i just think one of the things that i thought was nice was that wait someone else you know listens to the podcast i i'm always surprised to find out who listens to it you know um and uh, that makes you feel pretty good and the thing is and i'm curious what the hell made her listen to that tonight when you know that was like what five weeks june 2nd i guess it was five six weeks ago uh and uh you know i haven't been plugging it in a long time it didn't show up on my facebook page or something and oh maybe i will click this so i am curious what on earth made her decide to do that but uh that's the thing that made the the mate the thing that made her decide to do that it was a decision that she made a long time ago and she's just had to deal with the world being on fucking fire and it took her that long to get to it and this is the mode that i was in today today i was checking emails and checking my finances and my bills to make sure everything was in place and it's catching up with so much of this is just catching up but the 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 shit that we really care about we'll catch up to it we'll 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 catch up eventually yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I am very many episodes behind on moving forward. I will catch up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. that is a sign. That is a sign that that was on her to-do list for a very long time. And That's she a finally point. found yeah. a moment to do it. 
And and that's why it was there the whole time. It wasn't like some new spontaneous thing. It's like, no, because she knows that you feel because she feels. And this, this is the, the 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 feel feel things in humans were were attracted to each other just by default because of that, because there's a it's such a small percentage of the fucking population that actually really does feel. this. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> when you, you know, say I, you can feel a song, there's like almost nobody who gets that. But the people who do get it, who love music, completely, yes, they it's visceral. They feel it like the blood flowing through their veins. You know what but, I'm saying? Because, you know, and that's the reason, I mean, probably that I got incendium and other people didn't. If, if you're going to experience a piece of art, then do it, you know, yes. um, uh, you know, uh, sit down. And I mean, it's kind of like, well, I'm going to read a book while I'm talking to you. Well, then I'm not doing either one of them very effectively, you know? <laughs> It's like, and mm-hmm. the artist deserves your attention. It, you know, if, if, if you're not, the job of the artist, on the other hand, is to captivate us for as long as they ask for our attention. Um, and Incendium does that, but you have to pay attention. <laughs> and that was something I learned a long, long time ago. Uh, my brother was a band teacher would he was like the student teacher or something in my senior year in high school. But one of his favorite things was, you know, he kids would bitch about classical music or something. And his response was always the same. Um, well, this is boring. You're allowed, you're not allowed to call something boring until you can explain it. Mm. Uh, that's good. And uh, you're not a, allowed to criticize something until you actually fucking take the time and attention to listen to it and pay attention. Yes. You're not I mean, allowed you're not to gonna, freak yeah. out on a Facebook post until you actually fucking click it and read what the thing actually says. Stop yeah. being triggered by that. She's like, do this is what the process is, Fred, because mm-hmm. it is a process. Most people don't understand. It's a process. That's yes. like a verb. It's something you do. You have to go from A to B to C to fucking whatever. Yes. There are people who get this and there are people who don't. Sarah Nimitz 1000% get 1000% gets this. And she 1000% gets that you get this. Um, yeah. Invite her, invite her, maybe well, use this episode as your invitation. I mean, just do it because she will say yes. Well, it might I take mean, a minute. Okay, yeah, and that's the thing. I, I, the, the girl is girl. I don't know. If she's. I think she's like twenty nine or something. Girl to me, but uh, is extraordinarily busy and creating all the time. Um, and then she does live shows all the time, and it's like, how the hell do you do all of this stuff? And you know, of course, it's helpful to be young and healthy and all of that. Um, but she's always doing something. And, you know, she's a little bummed because she can't tour anymore. Because, I mean, she plays all over the damn world and, and she has to sit in her she little... She can tour, Fred. She can well, do she a does. podcast tour, motherfucker. You know what that I'm saying? Cool. Yeah, we have the tools of the gods. But she does. We don't have to follow the rule book. We have a whole... We created a whole new universe with no fucking rules. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Um, but I, and she does do, you know, like live Facebook things and it's like, cool, I'm watch and all of that. But, you know, I think we're, it's, if you're an artist, you just keep going, whatever art that you practice. And I, 
I'm glad that I, I assume she makes good money at it. I haven't the slightest idea. I've never asked. I never will. Maybe I will in the interview. Sarah, if you come on for an interview, I'm probably going to ask you, do you make enough money to survive? Because I assume you do. But anyway. Um, well, don't think of it as an interview. Think of it as a conversation with a long lost friend. Because um, that that's what it is. That's what you and I are doing right now. Well, yeah. Um, it, this is this is a conversation amongst family. It's not. I'm not sitting here going today on the show. I am bringing Fred yeah. Eder, and yeah. he has words to say about yeah. things. It's like no, either you're doing it or you're not. You yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, I I'm one thousand percent sure she's one of the people who would get this, and and just be drawn to do this because it think think for yourself like. Think about it for a minute. How how many avenues uh, for for the biggest people in the world? Think about this now. How many avenues like this do they actually have to go down? All they have is uh, hot piles of dog shit. <laughs> you know, they're not being given any better options. All it takes is a better option, uh, and you clearly have a fucking better option. Uh, Mindwave is clearly, yeah, you know, a better option than just like, well, let's just uh, ride the story train of misery and uh, savor every second of wanting to blow our fucking brains out because this is just existential. Angst. You know, yeah. there's no, there's not even words to describe where most yeah. of us are at right now, but like. Yeah. All people need is it, all people need is like a better path, you know, and they feel yeah. like they don't have one. So we just kind of have to kind of scream from the mountaintops. Hey, motherfucker, over here, over here. There's a yeah. really cool trail over here. It goes it winds down. It, you might have to climb down some shit, but you're going to get to a really cool waterfall. It's very peaceful and it's going to yeah. be all your friends are going to be there. We're going to have a, we're going to have a picnic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, we and just have to show people the way that there's like, no, there is better stuff to do than just exist in the outrage machine and want to crumble into a little bitty pieces because it yeah. tears us to uh, it tears us apart, you know? Well, I think, and you know, it's interesting that I, you know, had just finished an episode, you know, I can't breathe, which is about how all of it is getting to everybody. Um, and then it got to me and you wouldn't think, you know, I, I always, we often like to think, well, I feel bad for everybody else, but I'll be okay. And then all of a sudden you're not. And it's like, oh shit, I didn't. And I think sometimes it's an important thing to recognize that none of us is immune. We, we are all susceptible to it. And it's going to happen to everyone. And uh, you got to come through the other side. And I, I hope everybody finds their way through. I mean, for me, uh, yeah. And this is the thing where most people have religion. I have art uh, because it does for me all the things that religion is supposed to do. Religion basically has three functions. One it gives you, you know, it, it tells you a creation story. Well, um, art can do that. Um, and in fact, if I think that some of the creation stories that are found in many different mythologies are all beautiful works of art. Um, and so 
you get that. Um, what happens after you die? Art can, religion can cover that, or religion art can cover that. Um, I can give you any number of stories about that and paintings and everything else. And finally, it's supposed to offer you some comfort. And that's what art does best. Whether we're talking about a piece of music or the right movie, or in my case, fairly frequently T.S. Eliot, I go when I get really down, and I'm sure I will tonight, I go rushing back to the love song of J. Alfred Prufrock. And, you know, let us go then, you and I. And then I let him take me to a place so that I can cleanse myself a little bit, make myself feel <sighs> I've removed some of it because there is a danger in too much empathy and there is a danger in, you know, too much anger and there is a danger in too much compassion until finally you lose it and, and then art brings you back. I mean, that's, for me, that's the, that's the magic art. Look, and it, again, it's something human beings do. I've seen an elephant with a paintbrush, but other than that, it's, it's uniquely human. It is a way of giving meaning to our experience. And I, I can't live, you were talking before about, you know, it's time, you, you, you can't wait for, you can't be late for your arrival. You can't wait for it. You need to do it now. And I think that that's, you learn that in, you learn that in art. Art gives you that. And it, I don't know, I'm rambling, but I, I feel deeply about it and it is helpful to me. Um, I understand 1000% um, the sentiment that you're saying, but as a writer, I have to tell you, um, you're using the wrong word, Fred, because the word is an art. The word you're looking for is an art. The word you're looking for is love. Well, there's that. Yeah. Actually, that's number two on my least recently published list of priorities in order was live, love, and learn. And sometimes you, yeah, you have to find, what's the point? The unexamined life is not worth living. You've got to have some meaning in your life. Something has to matter. You have to be allowed to feel. The, the, the life without love is not worth living. And wh whether, whether you love music or, or art or thought or whatever it is, these are all just different ways of being human, different ways of being alive, guys. Um, and, and yes, there is something special about the human aspect of it, but I love that you mentioned elephant with a paintbrush because elephant elephants can be trained to... Uh, I, I guess that's real art. I don't know if that was a gimmick, but elephants, they, they are not super close cousins, but they're mammals. They have very long gestation periods and very long childhoods. They take a very long time to mother their young when they come out and love and protection and things like in, in elephants, this is, this is, there is a huge, 
like the importance of family for elephant is as one of the animals in the animal kingdom. This is quite possibly the most beautiful thing. I'm going to send you is some Boyd Vardy shit. That's going to make you cry um, about elephants because elephants do understand empathy. Mm -hmm. Uh, They are probably, I think the empathy superheroes of earth. They're much better at it than we are actually. Uh, Empathy uh, elephants and empathy fence. Jesus Christ. I, I really haven't had that much to drink, you guys. I'm just <laughs> empathy fence, empathy elephants, uh, elephant empathy. Elephant empathy. I think that, that that's going to be a elephant whole, empathy yeah. is a thing. I like that. It's um because they they do the exact same thing and that's their nature. That's their wild nature. That's just the way that they are. Nobody ever taught them how to be that way. That's just how they are. Um and humans are kind of the same way. We're never taught um, this in school. We are just all kind of this way. But the the main thing holding us back is that the entire world, the world that we were born into, is a giant, elaborate fucking labyrinth of lies to try and convince you of anything else anything otherwise it doesn't matter i'm called i'm called back specifically to the the movie the labyrinth david bowie Mm -hmm. rest in cosmic peace you goddamn fucking superhero i'm kind of called to that because they they just kind of want you to get lost in there yeah um and forget it's it's kind of like uh, what's what's the part where she goes and she gets in the trash heap land where like that's the no we just want you to forget the swamp of sadness yeah the lap was a great holy fuck it's I haven't I have something else to watch tonight I'm gonna go rewatch the labyrinth because it is it is that they want you to get lost in there they don't want you to know they don't want you to actually it's not even knowing it's remembering what you actually fucking are this is a natural thing that's happening a natural process it's been with us for hundreds of millions of years and all of the wisdom fred all of the wisdom that has survived the library burnings and the the it, immense amounts of blood spilled on the fucking soil to claim uh, momentarily claim a corner of this fraction of fraction a, of a dot. dot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gee, I that. wonder who you're quoting there. Yeah. Uh, I do it all the time now. I'm in love with it. It's fucking great. No, but like that. That's that. That is the the war. They are trying to convince us. We're not real. It's kind yeah. of like the ultimate gaslighting <laughs> in a way. They're trying to convince us it's not. A, it, this is not. It, no, you're not animals. You're 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 a special little creation and you're perfect. And then yeah. we are. We're clearly we don't feel perfect. We feel broken as fuck. And it only goes when you like, well, no, you're just an animal just like all the other ones. And like all this shit's like this is this is the ultimate conspiracy theory on Earth, I think. <laughs> convincing humans that they're not fucking human, convincing them that yeah. they're weird robots made to sell fucking energy supplements and bath towels and fuck life insurance policies and just commit their entire lives to just 
right in the mean grinder. Just just do this. Just do this. Just dedicate most of your life and energy, most of your waking hours just to making sure that you can make this company enough money to have to be able to pay you to have enough money to be able to fucking eat. And this is so backwards and so dumb and so dark. Yes. Because it's the main premise is a fucking lie. The main premise is that you're not human. That's a fucking lie. You are human. We need and, this is the, oh, this is the war that we need to fight on. And like that's a, what we need to change. And on I the mean, on the capital O one level, this is <laughs> this is yeah. the war we need to fight. Because I mean, you know, come on, why why did why did we love gangs so much? Humanity first, and. Uh, we have everything backward. We are now in, ensconced in this myth of money and that everybody has to earn a certain amount of money and that you have to work and you have to do all these things. Why? Because no other animal does that. <laughs> oh, well, I know, but we're better than they are. No, we're not. I mean, we, there are things we do better. Yes, but I swear to God, we could have, we still could have made cell phones and computers and sent people to to the space station without money. How do I know? Because money is nothing but, you know, some pieces of paper. They have no magical powers. Mm. There is, and what we need to do is decide. Hey, you know what? Um, survival, and people need to live, and they need to survive. They need the, their basics covered. And then if you want to have money so we can have other things, that's great. And what's the real, you know, you were talking before about the fact that, hey, you know, you're barely, you're, you're, you know, getting rid of all the things you think you may need for the future because you're trying to take care of the present and you're going to arrive with your, you know, busted up spaceship and all of that. And you need the Federation to come rescue you. Well, the rescue of the Federation is when we decide, hey, we're doing a UBI. We are going to do healthcare for everyone, period. Um, we are going to make sure that all human beings have what they need. And yes, it can be done. And no, I don't give a rat's ass about the logistics. That's, that's for other people. The idea is simple. It's been around forever. And there's no reason on earth we can't do that. And that is how the Federation shows up and rescues us is we change we change the world so we work on we that. <laughs> we rescue us this yeah. this is this is another thing because what we're really getting at is not an external thing and i and i love that you brought that in because this does very much feel like that i've been tying lots of things to picard because i'm just in love with it as a piece of art it's just goddamn fucking brilliant yes um the the ways of the kawat malat are are my new daily meditation let me just say that i am a new uh uh assassin <laughs> romulan warrior nun of empathy <laughs> yeah. in some sense um but it it's it's not an external thing, which was like what when I was telling this to you earlier, because I was telling you the origin story of Mindwave. And when I gave up my retirement um, to I, I literally signed away, you know, my future to be able because that was a dark vision of the future. You know, the yeah. one in which I would have needed that on my deathbed to like help keep the ventilator on for 30 more minutes. 
or whatever it's going to cost in that dystopian fucked up nightmare of a future. I don't want to live in that future. And I don't think anybody else does either. Right. I think we're all ready for a new way. And all it takes is like torch bearers. All it takes is like all of us coming together and saying like, no, we're not. We don't accept this. We don't accept this version of reality. You are trying to cram down our throats because it's a fucking lie. And it's an evil one that breaks people apart and breaks people into pieces and tries to destroy them and kill them. Yes. You know, get them to kill themselves because they can't handle the fucking reality of the world that they had no choice of being born into. No No. choice. No. You know, and and you didn't choose where you were born. You didn't choose, you know, uh, when you were born, you didn't choose who your parents would be. You chose none of those things. You simply sprang into existence. And the thing is, you actually did that, you know, what, 13.8 billion years ago. We're all star stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. And all this shit just came together and then you came out and then some people said, no, you can't have these things because you were born in the wrong place or because there's, because somehow you're not us. You don't, you you know, and yeah, but you are. And those that I loathe are us. Everybody is us. Now there's us asterisk and not everybody gets it, but that's a different thing. Okay. Yeah. That, 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 that is, that is a, like a uh, cameo level digital exclusive behind the scenes director's cut thing that only a handful of people will get the lower, the lower you asterisk us because it's the us. It's the us who gets it. We all understand that we're all one us like that, that, that the large uppercase you. Um, it's the it's the Blu-ray commentary, right? You're watching. Yeah, there the you Blu-ray go. And you turn you on go. the commentary, and yeah, that's even that's even that's even newer school than I was gonna go because I was like mystery science theater. Well, well there's that know. too. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, or like, oh fuck, I don't even. I don't. I don't think I've ever bought a Blu-ray in my life. I don't know if I've ever watched a Blu-ray. <laughs> Well, I think I'm still on DVDs, man. If there's a difference between Blu-ray and DVD, not much. I know that. Oh no, it's 18. You know, it's 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 this much better, and there's this many pixels. I most of the time can't tell the difference. Uh, and you know, I guess I buy Blu-ray because I have a Blu-ray player, but it'll also play DVDs and CDs. So what the hell do I care? And mm. uh, you know, uh, but and. I say I buy them. I haven't bought them in years, but <laughs> I don't remember the last time I bought it. No, I do remember the last time I bought a movie. It was the last Aaron Sorkin movie. I said, no, no, we're buying this. That's the last time I bought a movie. And that was like, what, two, three years ago? Uh, Aaron Sorkin. Is he still alive? Mm-hmm. Aaron Sorkin. Invite him on. The- oh, hell, he'll never come. In- invite him on the, far- uh, on the front porch. This is what I'm saying. This is what one eye on the stars means fred actually, this is the moral of the picard story that's actually um, a, a the, Sorkin line he was quoted we reach for the stars he has that in at least he has at least once in every series and every movie he's ever done i think you know so um and the, actually the, I, I have a sort of a to picard the picard theme is called one eye on the stars that piece yeah. of music is called one eye on the stars <laughs> And I sort of have a back route to him in that uh, my friend Snuffy Walden wrote the music for the West Wing. So 
I am two degrees of separation away, right? I could say, Snuffy, tell Aaron, but I, right. And then Valerie Bertinelli is going to text me and ask me out for dinner. But anyway. Well, I'll, I will work on Valerie Bertinelli because I think I could get just drunk and have that and just be like, sister, you got to get over there. But no, like Aaron, Aaron Sorkin, Snuffy Walden, Sarah Nimitz, those, 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 Frederick. <laughs> this is this is the lesson, the uncomfortable truth of the lesson that I have to give you. They're just other people like us, and they feel exactly that they have felt this. Get them in there. Send the invite. Have the courage to say, "Come have a conversation with me." Not planned. Not an interview. I'm not going to sit you down on a couch. Like it's a therapist's office and go, oh, well, tell me about your thing. No, just sit down in, on the front porch and be you together. Yeah. Because they clearly get it. If you do not, if, if you do not take this uh, as, as your immediate empowerment move after the breakdown of like, no, I'm going to invite all of those people on the show and I'm going to create the invitations for them um, because I mean, you can do that. You, you can create the Willy Wonka's golden ticket to Fred <laughs> front porch because you have those skills shoot for the fucking stars, but realize that you are also a star. Um, we just haven't gotten enough other people to see you yet, you know? And but, it's the same thing that like, I am a star. I am like a teeny tiny little red dwarf off here in like a weird little nebula. Not a oh, whole yeah, lot of people. You're, 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 <laughs> not a whole lot. I mean, you know, it's like, you, but it, <laughs> this is how we grow, <laughs> Fred. This, yes, this that's is true. Bigger. That's true. Do not, so. do not ever doubt yourself. Um, do not ever say like, oh no, they'd never come on Fred's front porch because you're creating fucking magic. And the same thing that you feel from them, if they sit down on the front porch, they're going to fucking feel it too. I'm becoming very mindful of your time, sir. Let's do a, uh, let's, <laughs> that's the only sound effect I have queued up. I have to pee. It works. Yeah. Um, and I, and I you really need, you, would, you know what I need to do. So you would like to smoke a cigarette. I yes, very much get the sense that you would like to smoke a cigarette. So let's, let's cut here and then we will come back after a quick break. Sounds like a reasonable plan. I will see you in a few minutes. All right. All right. Wait, do I have to hit a button here? Okay. Uh, nope, you're good. Just, just okay. walk away. It's gold. I'm walking away. All right. <laughs> you guys realize it's fucking gold. I can't keep capturing this much gold. I'm going to create a new gold rush. There's going to be all kinds of fucking dumbasses coming up here like, I'm going to get the gold. No. Don't, don't, don't. This is our gold. You can't have any. Just kidding. Create your own. It's easy. Is It's easy the easiest hardest thing in the universe i love you we'll be right back greetings mindwave listener and fellow traveler on this ball of water and dirt we call earth you need to go over to Fred's Front Porch Podcast. Uh, now, go do that. Go subscribe. He's on Anchor. He's on uh, Podbean. He's on Apple. And you can 
Google, and anywhere you can find a podcast. Go subscribe to Uncle Fred. And throw him a couple bucks on Patreon if you can. Okay. We are we are good. We uh we are back. We're gonna we're gonna refocus slightly because Mindwave has the tendency to veer off into distant worlds. Uh, th- this is kind of like the weird starship of the imagination, which can just pop through any wormhole and show up at any new planet at any fucking time to like let's discover what's under this rock. Uh, but we d- we do have to remember why we're here. We're um, you know focus. That's another big, that's another, the focus is going to probably going to be a whole episode of war one, but why, why we're here is to talk about the actual, um, the value of the breakdown, which is it's intrinsic, but it's not explicit. Um, there is an, the, like breaking down is actually the goal if we have one, um, literally nobody on earth can, f- can take this in, can take the weight onto their shoulders and not fucking break down. If, if there is somebody out there who seems okay <laughs> with this shit, they're a fucking sociopath. Stay away from them. They probably want to wear your skin as like a fucking wetsuit. That's a fucking psychopath. If somebody out there is not ultimately brought to their fucking knees by this shit, something is wrong with them. And this is because like this gets back to war of one because like they society largely, they want us to feel like something is wrong with us for feeling this much yeah for being this susceptible this vulnerable um no if anything something is wrong fucking there because they don't get it <laughs> they don't get it they don't feel it that is that i think ultimately is is their failure not ours um but hey let me bring in the space travel thing again guys failure is not a bad thing failure we had it 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 usually includes a lot of heartache when we fail um in the space program columbia and challenger we lost and apollo one might might add uh, apollo one columbia and challenger for the for the for the nasa losses of human life are the ones that really stand out to me those were failures they were tragic losses of human life but they we learned yes so that when we go the next time we don't make that same mistake um failure is is not just an option it's like inevitable (laughs) and it's actually a good thing because it helps you grow and learn and uh, this is this is i guess the kind of moral to this story is that like no if you're breaking down under the weight of all this shit you are 1000 percent doing something right because that is your sign from the universe that you're alive that that is the sign that you're a real goddamn human um the people who don't 
uh, that that's our call to be like, no, you, I kind of need to break you <laughs> with reality. Um, I've been using uh, this empathy in this way. I've been kind of using it as a weapon, almost kind of like on a racehorse trainer level to where like, no, we need to break people with this because it is one of the most dangerous and toxic ideas that's ever gotten into human minds that like, no, we are, we're all powerful gods. We're all knowing we're perfect. We're the eye of the creator. We're not animals. We're above it. We're better than it, you know? And we have this expectation of perfection, which isn't even a fucking thing. If that perfection is not even a fucking thing in humans and the most perfect people that you see on TV, guys, that is the fakest fucking shit that has ever been put in front of your eyeballs. Actually, do not believe that's a real fucking human for one second. That's a I, that's a game. It's an act. I think it's a Buddhist thing, but I may be wrong. It's in Eastern philosophy somewhere that mm. what makes something perfect is its imperfection. Um, and they have a they illustrated it brilliantly. I don't know, 35, 40 years ago in a movie called Risky Business. And uh, Tom Cruise, who was not an asshole yet, um, <laughs> is uh, he his parents leave and his name is Joel Goodson, good son. And his parents leave and he has all of these horrible adventures and uh, he ends up with prostitutes and everything else. And uh, at the end of it, they have stolen everything from the house. They are finally returning it. And there is one item left on the truck. And it is this glass egg that belongs to his mother. It is his mother's egg. And uh, so Joe Pantaleono uh, tosses it. And Tom Cruise, you know, does like a football catch, you know, and catches it just before it hits the ground. And he manages to get everything put back just seconds before his parents come home so that, you know, no one will ever know of all this. And um, then his mother is furious. Everything is fine, except look, look at my egg. There is a crack, a very little crack right in the middle. Yeah. That's what makes it perfect. She doesn't understand that. I mean, they're doing the graduate or something. She doesn't understand that. But that's the thing. It's the damage. It's the imperfection that perfects it. Eastern philosophy. And sci-fi, might I add, because sci-fi totally gets this in the whole creating synthetic life thing. No. Yes. Uh, Commander Data <laughs> is, yes. The, is like... A, the, boom if you want a cosmic nutshell to cram that into no the imperfection is actually what we're getting at and uh i was actually just reminded of the the film bicentennial man i have to assume fred you've seen bicentennial oh, man yes yes of course yeah this is like robin williams mm -hmm. starts off as a very kind of uh de, you know kind of marionette level robot who just wants to be there with the family and throughout it progressive it, it he progresses his goal is to become more human and at the when he starts to 
reach, you know, his bicentennial. He's he's becoming 200 years old. He's like, no, if you're going to upgrade me, give me scars, give me flaws, give me wrinkles. Yes. Um, make, make me old, make basically let me die. Uh, and this was, you know, data. Yes. Yeah. In the final thing, it was like uh, a butterfly that lives forever is not a butterfly at all. Yes. It's that it's the beauty of the, which is totally, it totally is Buddhist. The beauty of like the temporary, nature of the beauty it their clouds passing in the sky this is very deeply eastern philosophy but like no the flaws are where you the flaws and the wrinkles and the scars and all all of those all of the broken parts these are the things you guys that make us human this is like we're not siri okay we're not expected to know the answer to everything and behave accordingly in every situation and all look the same and all dress the same and all have the right answers to everything all the time. What a fucking nightmarish hellscape of a dystopia would that be <laughs> if we if we weren't if we didn't have the broken parts to kind of comb through, you know, that I feel like we're, we're digging at something that is. Really, and this is like it's it's the oldest story ever told, and it's being told in a billion different ways with a billion new voices. We just find ourselves now. Excuse me, I'm burping. I'm not cutting it out because it's real human shit. Humans burp, guys. Uh, dang. We're just, we just find ourselves as the newest voice in this chorus, but this is the oldest chorus, I think, on earth of humanity. If humanity is singing a song, it's this one. You're, 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 these are not flaws. This is what makes you real. The fucking Pinocchio, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Disney nailed this shit in a goddamn cartoon. You're not a fucking puppet. No, I'm a real Stop boy. Stop being it. You're you're a real fucking yeah, person. But, but you know what? What did Pinocchio <sighs> to do in order to do that? Well, in order to become a real boy, he had to be able to speak his truth. Mm. Uh, mm. Come on, that's that's who. That's what makes you human. Is when you can speak your truth. <sighs> God damn it, did we just tie to AI artificial intelligence with uh, Haley Joel Osment? I assume you saw that one also. I don't remember that one, no. It was around uh, Haley Joel, the kid from the uh, Sixth Sense. I see yeah. dead people. I like the Sixth Sense, yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen AI, the movie AI, artificial intelligence, what, I got to jamie myself. What fucking year was that? He plays a, a little boy robot uh, who was... Designed to replace the the dead son of a couple, a suburban family couple, upscale, rich, middle-class family. Their son dies when he's like 10 or something. But the future is so bright and so beautiful that they, uh, they are able to requisition, basically, an android 
of hmm. of their son who looks exactly like them uh, exactly like him and and the mannerisms are there the the still the the like data ai not understanding part is there yeah um but the like i love you mommy and daddy that part is still very much there so it's like a uh 2001 2001 artificial intelligence this is one of the best fucking movies around ai i've ever seen he plays this kid at the same time this is directed by spielberg okay so let's let's put things in context oh, here big spielberg fan but uh this movie is fucking phenomenal because it, and pinocchio is actually uh a hardcore part of that storyline because he's built as 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 an android to replace this dead son he doesn't understand. He's just coming in as data, basically like, mm-hmm. hi, mommy, I'm here to be your son. But he doesn't understand why the parents are so devastated because they just lost their actual fucking kid. And now they have somebody in the house that looks exactly in sounds and everything. It looks exactly like their son, but it's a fucking robot. And the mom has a goddamn meltdown. She fucking loses it. Um, and he ends up leaving the little boy ends up leaving at like 10 years old to go out into the world to find himself. And he follows the story of Pinocchio because one of the implanted memories that he received while building him as the, the, the ghost child, of the, you know, yeah. one of the memories that, that's implanted or one of the stories that he hears is a story of Pinocchio. So his whole, his whole story is his mission of becoming a real boy. That's the only thing he wants. He only wants to be a real boy. It is God damn it. Fred. If you have not seen AI artificial intelligence, no, I, I, I am literally going to burn that onto a DVD right now and send it to your house. <laughs> Holy fuck. That is such a great movie. <laughs> But you know, but it, we're, oh, it sounds to me like he's seeking sentience, and yes. that's uh, we have that, and it is a rare and wonderful thing. Uh, you know that it's the goal. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. It's the goal if we have one. Yeah, <laughs> the the goal is to perceive life and and to. It is finally to feel. I mean, that's the whole point of data too, right? You can't feel. And if you can't feel, you can't be human. And of course, you know, the one time that we did get uh, androids that could feel, um, we called them more human than human in Blade Runner. And uh, mm-hmm. when they start feeling, bad shit happens. <laughs> um, and yet in the end, it doesn't. In the end... Rutger Hauer saves Harrison Ford's life. Spoiler alert. But um, because the movie's only 35 years old. But, um, <laughs> you know, uh, it, no, it came out last week on DVD. I haven't seen it. Shut up. But in the end, he, I don't know why he saved my life. Maybe it was because in that moment, my life, any life, mattered to him. There it is. And now, yes, you're more human than human. When. You recognize the value of life and the difference. If we're going to be alive, we have to feel. That is that is exactly it. 
And this actually just reminded me of another free plug that I'm going to give for the show Humans. <clears throat> because oh, the I show I saw part of that was th that was a thing. Yeah, they had like uh, androids that were becoming better all the time. There was they became I, sentient. They yeah, something snapped yeah, inside. Yeah. They were just automatons before, and then they they woke up. There was some code. Yeah. some secret hidden code that was put in there by the creator, so to speak, that got them to wake up and they all started waking up at various points of realizing they were just um, housekeepers and, and, and construction workers and this and that, that the one that really hits me hardest is the, the one who rakes, who wakes up and realizes that she's a sex robot and, has had absolutely no consent to being used as, as a tool, as a machine. Mm -hmm. And she becomes, she actually kind of goes psycho and becomes like, she starts killing people. It's actually kind of great yeah. <laughs> is because like, yeah, no, that's kind of the point. You know, uh, the thing is, that's a real <laughs> question and it doesn't seem like it now, but AI, whatever we end up doing with it, AI finally, I think, can't prove it but i believe ai finally becomes sentient and then it, it's immoral to make slaves of them i have no problem making a slave of my computer you know it, it does what i tell it to when it feels like it and sometimes it gets pissy with me but it, but it's not sentient it has it has no will for me to consent but the Turn moment that in. we have we become sentient and then everything you have to have permission you know you sorry but and you know what here's the thing all of us are sentient and we pretend we're not of course i am going mm. to work you know eight hours a day five days the pretending a week thing for my whole life so that i can make this corporation richer and maybe i will have enough to survive and i'm essentially a robot please don't make me feel anything and you know i sorry but i'm going to make you feel and i'm going to make you think because that's what it means to be sentient and mm -hmm. uh, and what is the common fucking thing among all these we just got into ai and androids what's the common thing in all these stories uh, they all break down too Yes, they when do. they realize how real life is, they all break. All they want to do is be real, and when they do, they break down too. Yeah. You know, and then they end up they end up performing feats of wonder and sacrificing themselves. You know, uh, data's data's a beautiful example of this. Yes, you know, yeah. humans. The story. I I swear to fuck if if you know the ghost of Isaac Asimov is floating around somewhere in the ether etherweb in zeros and ones he loved the fuck out of that because they got exactly what he was getting at yeah um i believe if i'm not mistaken ai that the Haley joel osman film i was talking about is that that is a isaac asimov story okay uh, that could be i believe a robotic been. boy first programmed to love Okay, so he's a robotic boy that's programmed to love. He's adopted by a test case cybernetics and cybernetics employee and his wife. Um, so it's a guy who works at a robot lab, and their kid dies, and then 
they build a new robot boy who's programmed to love his mom loses her fucking shit because she's she wants to be this she misses her baby she wants to tell him bedtime stories that's what it was she was yeah. telling him the story of pinocchio and then he he hears this as an android and then like embarks on a journey dis- to discover where he truly belongs you mm-hmm. know like and it says right here, uncovering a world in which the line between robot and machine is both vast and profoundly thin. I think it's the line between machine and human is yeah. vastly thin. In this universe, the thing we're actually getting at, there is almost no clear line to draw. And I, I love that this was the theme of Picard, spoiler alert, sorry. Yeah, is that, that the synth is a spoiler the, alert thing? So yeah, that that is a hard spoiler. I'm sorry. The no, synths right. become so real that not only not only can you tell, uh, you can't tell they're not robots. They can't even fucking tell they're not robots. Do you know? They think they're human too. Right. They cry and have mucus and pee and poop and puke and have periods you know like yeah, they have it all, the, yes. and I, this is this is what data longed for he longed for the the version of synthetic life that could dream and feel music yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying <sighs> that's soji's great existential crisis is when it occurs to her my god i'm not real i i am a creation and you know you talked about a robot programmed to love, but of course you can't. What you can do is you can program it to display behaviors that we associate with love. But uh-huh. until it is sentient, it can't feel anything. It is, you know, and <sighs> this you- is why this movie is going to hit you because Haley Joel Osment, who, who this is a, a filmed around the same time in 2001, the same time that he did um, The Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. He actually does feel he he's programmed to love and he actually does. He actually really does love. And that's what makes him so scary to the yeah. mom yeah. character in, in particular. She can't handle because he really does feel love. And he takes that love out to like discover why he's really on, you know. Oh God. I can't just I cannot spoil a single set second of this brilliant fucking Spielberg film. I cannot believe I spoiled this much, but watch AI artificial intelligence. This is this we're, we're really digging at something deep there. And, and, and we have the only places we have to go sometimes are fiction, fictional stories. Yeah. Sci-fi is a brilliant fucking domain for this because it's like, well, where are we going? What are, what are we actually building up towards? It takes the storytellers telling the stories of the possible futures to kind of warn us against mm-hmm. the worst evils and kind of guide us in the best directions. And yeah. I, I feel as lofty and douchey and pretentious as it sounds, I kind of feel like that's what we're doing here. That's the plan. You know, anyway. And I don't mind sounding pretentious. I've been pretentious all my life. I intend to continue being pretentious. Um, I, you know, we're trying to alert people to the idea that, no, you are not. There is no moral, uh, uh, there's no great shining virtue in doing unpleasant work all of your life. Well, I did. My father did. And I understand that. And it's not 
it, it is good to take care of your family and it is and I have no argument with any of that. I don't think that the method should be by enriching other people. And I don't think that the method should be that you simply survive. I think that should be a given for everyone is that we all get to survive now do what you want to beyond that to make the world better and when you, we can we can do so many better things uh, i i'm sure i said someplace uh everybody is a stifled genius um they just don't know what it is their what you refer to as their superpower and they can't find it mm -hmm. because they are working their asses off just trying to survive so they can afford to pay next week's bills and i don't have time to sit down and do any and do anything i'm really impressed with boone who works a full-time job and still manages to find time to sit down do a podcast and make a difference it's like way to go um i i don't i'm unemployed as all hell and i can barely get my podcast out once a week and uh, good for the people that can give everybody the freedom and let them mm. find their real genius and then let them put that into the world and then let's have everything be a commons and wait that's your genius here's mine let's put them together and make a new genius and we can do it let let me let me help you in a little way fred because it, this is a small thing but it really helped me get rid of the schedule. Don't do this on a schedule. The second you start treating this like a robotic task, that's a chore that you have to accomplish on a deadline that is only going to serve to hinder and hold back and stress you out. You don't want this to be a stressful process. This is the most beautiful thing you've ever done. You take your time with it. It's kind of like making love to a voluptuous human. You know, you just take it, take, take your fucking time with it. Don't do this on a schedule. And this is my advice to any new podcaster who's coming into this realm. Don't do it on a schedule. Cause when you put yourself on a schedule, you have expectations and expectations lead to disappointment. Now, when you have no expectations, there is no disappointment. It's all just joy. It's all just bonus content. It's all just new gold. Yeah. Um, so it's I I know that that is like I I know you have like a like let's relax on that a little bit. Have that as a loose goal. If you yeah. can get it out on that day so be it if it well, has to yeah. be the next day or two you know so be it but then y you might go two weeks without an episode but then you might have a one uh one week you might have three episodes yeah yeah um the, i mean the i did structure. that tonight on patreon i mean generally sunday night is patreon night and all of my patreon people get their things on sunday night, and i had to just I, I did a post that says, I'm sorry, due to unforeseen circumstances, I'm not going to be able to do, to do it tonight. I gave myself permission. I had no choice. I got it. And that made me very worried. Yeah. <laughs> that made me very worried for you, Fred, because I was like, no, this is actually kind of the result of you putting um, uh, putting fictional uh, barriers in your own path you know, yeah. creating own barriers to your own success by giving yourself deadlines and giving yourself expectations, shed that immediately have loose goals, ha ha have like, I would like to, you know, do this on this day. But the second that you start holding yourself to those 
unreasonable expectations. You're kind of being, you know, the android um, expecting itself to feel things it it can't feel yet. <laughs> you know, to tie it back into that. Don't it, any any point in this process. I just want you to just capture it in a gigantic treasure chest, but never try to force it and never try to create it and never put it on a schedule. Just let it happen as it happens. And I think this will free, this will free up a lot of creative energy for you have goals. Um, certainly I would like to get an episode out every week, have goals, but don't though. Don't shackle yourself. Uh, Fucking <laughs> promises are prisons, Fred. Gee, Don't I pro- you heard that? Yeah, I am obsessed with Picard now. Uh, to to fully to the point where, like, if I were to meet Patrick Stewart, I would one thousand percent offer to take him back to his hotel room and fully pleasure him, like. <laughs> I don't care. He's a fucking, he's a mummy. He's a million years old. He's still one of the sexiest fucking men on earth. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. I I keep going there, but, but promises are kind of prisons and not just when we make them to other people, but when we make them to ourselves, ourselves. don't, don't make yourselves any promises. Um, Fred, uh, because that, that pressure that pressure it slowly builds up and causes you know it it causes events and th- this is something from my own learning experience that like trying to pack what i'm trying to do you know what i'm ultimately trying to do on a on a on a cosmic level what i'm trying to pack that into a fucking podcast is excruciating it doesn't work most of the time. It just doesn't scale. It doesn't cram. You can't fucking put a square peg in a round hole no. on some kind of level of what, of of what this thing that we're actually doing. And this is another distinction that needs to be made is the other shows, the big shows that are out there, mm-hmm. they they follow the instruction manual. They do the Lego movie uh, construction worker thing where they just, this is how it's done. This is how we need a team. We need a research. We need to come out on the same. We need, it needs to be the same thing. It needs to be prepackaged. It needs to be shiny. Yes. Immediate, like any time you sense a single bit of that, cast it out like a fucking demon. There oh, yeah, is no, no, this is art, motherfucker. Do you think Michelangelo or Da Vinci was like, yes, I'm going to work on my very special art piece on Thursdays from 3.47 until 5.23 p.m. No, that's no. not how this works. That's kind of what we're trying to do, though. Yeah. Don't, don't try to control it. Kind of, kind of just try to capture it and maybe bend it to your will in a little bit and i know my anime fans are probably like oh you're like last airbender waterbender firebender i i've never watched that series but i get the sense that that's kind of like what the thing is it's like don't don't try to control just try to bend things 
in the direction that makes sense. And don't try to... Absolutely, Fred, do not shackle yourself ever, ever. And the version of me that you're hearing, this is Jenner unshackled. This is me saying, no, fuck that. I don't care. I don't care what anybody else thinks. I don't care what, oh, this is how you make a podcast. Uh, This is, oh, this is, oh, PC. Oh, no, fuck all that. Fuck every last shackle. What you're doing is bigger and better and more important. And you, you, again, shoulders of giants. Yes, we're standing on them, but we're also creating them. And you are a giant to your fucking self, sir. Well, you know, don't it's, it's hard to accept. But try. That's that's the thing that I'm going to try and break in you is to remind you that you know, like there is no rule book here. There is no instruction manual to doing this, and there is no ultimately there is no right way to do it. Um, there's just the real way to do it, and you do it in absolutely the real way. But you hold yourself back. So stop, st- unleash, unleash the full Fred is what I'm saying. <laughs> unleash the full Fred. Stop holding yourself back because you will never look back. You'll never regret it, man. It, no, it, well, we're well off the topic of the episode now, but this, yeah, this we is are. where we're going. But that's okay. <laughs> and, and no, Fred is reforming. I uh, Reforming, not reforming, but reforming, uh, you know, mm. broke apart tonight. Now I'm picking up pieces and saying, okay, where do I want to put this one? Um. And, you know, which was kind of a cool thing to do. And I think if, you know, if the topic is the breakdown, the breakdown doesn't mean the end of the world. It means now you can put the pieces back in a different order so that they work a little bit better Um, and where they're a little more comfortable and where, you know, once you've broken down, you say, okay, look, I survived that. I'm allowed Um, And I don't have to have the things in my life that are hurting me and I can release them. Uh, There is a strength in that. And I think that's a valuable strength. And I think everyone has it if you give yourself permission to break down. You know, and I gave myself permission not to do my podcast tonight. Um, But that's okay because, you know, we have a much longer one anyway. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, do do that all the time. Um, and again, holy fuck, do I got to tie I swear to God, if like Picard needs to stop being my spirit animal, because if you look at the opening sequence to that, it starts off with the broken pieces, the piece of the sky that falls out. Yeah, and becomes the production sequence, and then at the end of the production sequence, the pieces are falling together into Picard's face and becoming the thing. Fe- you, you know, they're building the new thing. Um, there is so much. I I feel like we're do we are definitely doing the director's commentary level explanation of the joke, which. You know, when you explain a joke, it does become less funny, but it it helps people understand it, and they go, "Oh!" And it also becomes, uh, I, and you have a deeper understanding. <laughs> I mean, if it's a joke, deep a joke. that that is what we're after. We're after deeper after understanding. Deep understanding. Yes, yes. So. We don't want to just scratch at the fucking surface. What's the point of that? Yeah, 
Yeah. You know. <sighs> All right. I am exhausted. Um, I haven't slept yet. So, um, and <clears throat> hashtag coffee is on in an hour. So I'm going to get something to eat and sleep for a little while before before the show. And then I'm going oh, to. Oh, my God. Is it already 5.51? It is 5.51 on July 13th, 2020. That's late enough for me. Um, but we need to start doing that more, uh, time stamping these things. Cause especially now I record way too much and I have way too much shit. That's going to come yeah. out way later. And, um, there does need to kind of be a temporal star date. Yeah. <laughs> on some of this shit. Uh, so that people can contextually, it's like from a storyline narrative, it's like, Meanwhile, three weeks ago, it's yeah. like people need to be able to do be able to do that. Um, yes. So th that's going to be a challenge for me as a creator to try and tie this all together into a larger narrative and story. Um, but it's only because of the storytellers in my life that I even think like that. Yeah, I'm not a storyteller, you guys. I'm just a curious fucking nerd who's super awkward. And and doesn't get along with most people, but the people who I do get along with are my goddamn family, like like my chosen family, not my friends. I don't have yes friends. I don't think at this point anymore. I don't have friends. I have casual acquaintances, um, and then I have people who really understand me and are really like the yes. hashtag like same boat level shit where we're doing like no you guys are my fucking family because you really do get it um so find those people in your life listener value yourself value your process and the thing that i really 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 want to drive home here like a gigantic fucking railroad spike is that if you have a breakdown, that is your sign that you are doing something right. You're, you, that, that, that is a good thing. This is, this is a, a moment to celebrate what you're feeling. Um, because A, it's the thing that distinguishes you from the emotionless automata that wander the earth. All of the mindless zombies that are uh, going around trying to eat everybody's fucking brains. But there is there is a beauty in the breakdown that you cannot ignore. Uh, I'll, I'll take it to Fru-Fru. I was going to play Fru-Fru. So let go, so let go. Uh, I'm not going to play it. I can't find the key. I'm not going to do it right now. There's beauty in the breakdown and you can't you can't await your own arrival. You just have to fucking do it. Um, but own it. Own the breakdowns. Own them and wear them like a fucking badge of courage. Wear them like a battle scar. Wear them like a wrinkle on your old man face because I already have an old man face and I'm 34 fucking years old. <laughs> Yeah. But I'm wearing those wrinkles um, like they should be worn, 
you know it's 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 like this is this is why we're here you guys uh no i don't understand why society pumped this version this like pristine chlorinated shiny polished version this barbie and ken bullshit version of like this is what it means to be human fuck you get off my screen get off my airwaves this is like why we need to make this shit a billion times louder and we do that fred not just by making our shows more popular we do that by creating a billion more voices saying the same thing because this is clearly the right fucking answer this dehumanizing bullshit that says we're all supposed to be barbie dolls and only feel what we're allowed to feel and only do what we're allowed to do and just go to work and go into the machine and put on your own little outfit so that you can fucking earn your paycheck so that you can fucking afford to eat yeah and that isn't the way life is supposed to and we're going to change that And I don't know exactly how, but I believe 2020 is going to do it. And so we're going to hope for that. Um, I'm also going to hope for sleep. But thank you for doing this with me this evening, this morning, I guess. Fred, I will do it with you all the time, man. It literally any time. Come, come here. Come, come, come here. I I am the other weird fucked up android who understands your existential dread uh uh on on that level I I feel you so fucking hard which is why which is why for the listener I'm going to repeat this when I found out that Fred was in a hard place that he 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 went somewhere dark and had a breakdown and came back from it I was not sad for him I did not go, oh, I'm so sorry you had to experience that. I was like, I am so happy for you because that's the fucking goal. If you don't feel this, you're not alive. Um, So, Fred, that's your sign that you you still got blood in your veins, motherfucker. You still got fight in you. You can still pilot a starship. Old man, <laughs> you know, you are, you are, you got lots of years. <laughs> you have a huge, we got a war coming and we're going to need you. We're going to need your wisdom. I'll, I'll um, that did not mean to sound ageist, but that just the, well, the, the, right. the Picard thread. It yes, just felt Picard. too perfect. <laughs> well, we will keep going. So anyway, until then, you know, make it so. <laughs> oh God. <sighs> Listeners, thank you very much for joining. Fred, thank you very much for having me on your front porch for what was going to be coffee but ended up being energy drinks and scotch just because we needed to process this. That was for me anyway. Yeah, me too. Um, Engage, (laughs) motherfuckers. To the stars, there is an ad astro level to what we're trying to do here at Mindwave. And if you've been with us for a while, you kind of get that now. We're doing it very feebly. Um, I'm doing it very feebly. The thing that I'm getting at, I'm just grasping at it desperately. The moments that I can find it. And it's moments like this. It's moments that I have somebody who fucking gets this (laughs) and has the time in their day. To be here with me and do it with me and just fucking feel it, 
it's like that's that's the whole thing. Sorry, and I'm, I'm again, I'm burping crazy amounts because I've been drinking. But this has been what uh, uh, every new episode now was the best new episode. But th- this is a fantastic new episode of World One on the breakdown. It's it is not your moment of weakness. It is your moment of, of immersion. Courage. Hmm. What, of, what's the word you used? Immersion. Immersion. I like that. Yeah. It's and this is from... <laughs> courage is not the lack of fear. It's the conquering of it. Yes. Let's put it that way. This this is your moment to make it to make a choice to choose to be to choose to run into the fire or to crawl into the cave. And if Mindwave's trying to get you to do anything, it's trying to get you to come out of the cave because the sunlight is beautiful. Fred, I'm going to pass. I'm going to gently roll the ball back to you and let you give the outro free hand, free painted, close out this episode. I've been Jenner. This has been Mindwave. This is War of One. Uh, Fred's going to Fred's gonna take it. I'm Fred, and uh, I've been honored to be a part of War of One, and uh, I have survived my breakdown, and I look forward to yours, listener, and hope that you survive it equally well. Until then, live long and prosper. (laughs) To many more, Fred, in it, this sounds so fucked up. But I hope you have many more breakdowns <laughs> because they are the most beautiful transformative moments that that unleash uh, your true potential. And the, the thing you put out that you're calling a commercial <laughs> is the, the shining example of this. Uh, I look forward to many more breakdowns with all of you. I will buy a Costco pallet size container of fucking Kleenex <laughs> so that we can all do this together. Remember that the war of one feels like a war with ourselves, but one is with a capital O. It's all of us. We all feel like this, and all we need to do is remind ourselves and remind each other, because you're not alone, and the thing that you actually think is weakness is your your superpower manifesting uh, fucking Spider-Man or whatever. Pick, pick an X-Men. Pick any X-Men. Anytime they discover their superpower, they're like, oh no, I'm going to destroy the world. Oh no, I'm going to kill myself. This is the worst thing ever. And then they learn how to harness it and they're like, oh, I can change the world. It's that. That's why I keep calling it superpowers, motherfuckers. That's uh, War of One. And again, we just barely scratched the surface on uh, the value of breaking down and just feeling, but that's that's the thing that you should take away from this in your back pocket. If uh, if I can leave you with a little kiss on the cheek and a little um, a little piece of candy or something in in your back pocket to suck on later, um, do do that. Realize that the breakdown's not weakness; it's your strength, and it means it's working. 
That's the goal. The goal is to break down. Um, again, my breakdowns have been thoroughly documented for the universe, which is, I suppose, unique. But remember that that's why you're here. That's why you're doing this. That's why you are obsessed with this show. If you are obsessed with this show, um, is because you need to break down to be rebuilt. <laughs> uh, and this process will happen a billion times. Hashtag fucking Legos. Motherfucker, I love you. Thanks for listening. Uh, Fred, do you have a goodbye for the audience after after we've done our, our well into our Portuguese goodbyes? Say goodbye a million like, times. Yeah. Really? Well, let's leave it with this. Um, take care of yourself and each other. Thank you very much to Fred for um, coming on this episode of War of One and having the courage to share your breakdown with the world because that does take a huge amount of courage um, because it feels shameful, like we're alone and we're not. (laughs) We're not alone. (laughs) That's the goal of this series. Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Shh. <laughs>